Hello, welcome to another episode of Out of Context, uh, the place where you learn fun facts such as kangaroos, female kangaroos having three vaginas. I am your host, Ashley Majestic, and with me today, as always, is Adriana. I'm not a fan of the ho-ho-hos, but uh, I'll make an exception for this Christmas. I mean, you don't have any extra hoes laying around, do you? Uh, well, right now all my hoes, they're ho-hoing right now, so... Damn it, just Damn it, just my luck. Well, welcome. And to you, my friends. Yes, you are my friends. Welcome to the Christmas edition of the Outer Context Podcast, where we here are so full of holiday spirit is spilling out of our pants. How are you to how are you today? I am just over it. The people are just so cranky and crabby. Just like every time of the year, I, like it could be stress, it could be whatever, but man, people, especially during the last two weeks before Christmas, people just go into retail places and just treat employees like they are just absolute shit. And it's very exhausting. And not to mention where I work in financials, the inflation that's going on in this country and rates and everything's going up, I was... All this year, I was going above and beyond my monthly goals, and I can barely scrape. I today I actually thought about wrapping my phone, my you know, my desk phone, around that person's neck, and then beating them with the actual phone itself. It it brought me happiness. But besides that, yeah, just the holidays. I understand some people. I mean, Christmas is actually surprisingly my favorite holiday of the year, just by me not having any family to celebrate it with. I don't do anything special. I just. I guess the atmosphere of it, like the lights, um, the cold weather, the 40s and 50s, you know, kind of music, like Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, those Christmas tunes. But other than that, there's really no big thing because Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, everyone goes sees their family and I'm just like sitting here in my house doing absolutely nothing like it would be any other day for me. Now, see, the Christmas holidays technically for me is, you know, really exciting being a parent. I'm living in Florida, so the Florida weather, of course, is perpetually nice, so we don't have to worry about snowstorms or hail or anything of the sort. I mean, it's Christmas and it's 70-something degrees outside, so it's not too bad, but there really shouldn't be any reason for people to be in a foul mood. I don't know what it is. I mean, I've heard my fair share of Mariah Carey Christmas tunes enough to strangle a horse, but other than that... I don't know what it is, and I found myself retreating into my house more often than not 
Whereas I'm supposed to be celebrating, driving around, looking at Christmas lights, and just being that, you know, America's happy person, being festive. I don't know what it is. I think it's, I don't know. I could go back and forth and compare and swap stories to what you think it would be, but I think it's just people under pressure, you know, trying to live up to the the Christmas hype. It's that people Christmas shopping, uh, having to make plans, having to deal with family that they don't like to be around, in-laws. I can only imagine how much stress, but at the same time, it's no excuse to be a dick uh, to the working people. It's just, there's just no reason. I mean, I could have the most miserable day of my life. Um, I could be super pissed off, but if I go into the store, I'm not gonna let the cashier or the server or anyone, I'm not gonna let them know that. They say, hey, how are you doing? I'm not gonna say, I'm absolutely terrible. Like, why, why do I need to say that to that person? I'm just gonna say, hey, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. How are you? Be polite. The, you're gonna, you just put someone in an awkward position when, you know, for example, someone comes in to my job. Good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing awful. It's just awful. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to be polite and, you know, do my job here. And you're just not, you just ruined the vibe and you're making me feel horrible for even asking you. Don't be that person. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. It's, I can go on, just as you said, we can go on swapping stories about how people are at work, but that's for another episode. And I'm sure, and we've done plenty of those episodes already. But, you know, so I know this whole episode, we're not going to make it entirely Christmas themed, but, you know, Christmas is in a few days, so why not talk about some stuff? And my thing is, you know, any favorite Christmas memories of yours, even when you were a kid, to Christmases you've done for your son? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll go first. Um, My Christmas growing up is, this will be a common theme here, and you can probably attest to this. Um, I grew up poor, so I really didn't have that traditional, you know, wake up in the morning, run down the stairs on a Christmas tree, having gifts for everybody. I had my Christmas list. I know what toys I wanted. I didn't get my hopes up too high, and I wasn't too disappointed because I understood at a very young age the dynamic of what my mother had to do. You know, she was the mother and father of the family and had to raise, you know, all of us. So, of course, money was tight. So I never really took it too much to heart when I didn't receive a certain toy or a video game later on, it it was what it was. You know, we just woke up, opened a couple of gifts, had a humongous breakfast, watched TV together, just made it kind of a family day, just like any other day. Fast forward to me being a parent in my former life, um, we would splurge. We would just murder paychecks, buying gift after gift after a gift for the kids. And every year we would record the Christmas tree and the gifts under it, uh, myself, my former, and the kids, we would have at least 80 to 100 gifts under the tree because we understood that growing up, we didn't have, you know, the ability to really get what we wanted. So we figured we'd give what we didn't have, you know, as kids to our kids. So that was always a festive thing. Now, as my little one grew up, you know, Christmas was a little bit more easier. I mean, he not very materialistic like I am. So you wanted just simple things, and I really had no problem giving that. And we had the understanding that Christmas was much more of a feeling, much more of a family uh, a family gathering than it is materialistic stuff. So 
not too sure if that really answered the question. I went off on a tangent. Um, but no, I mean, for us, you know, Christmas is more of a state of mind than it is a materialistic thing. Uh, what about you? Well, for me, you know, <clears throat> as you said, grow poor. But at the same time, and as an adult, it's like I appreciate what my parents would do. But at the same time, I thought it was very wasteful. Is So, yeah, I didn't have a lot. But every Christmas, my parents would pretty much save all year. Uh, my dad's Christmas bonus. Um, he would have a like a, a cleaned out pick, like pickle jar that was wrapped around a tape that he'd keep in his semi truck. That any spare change, loose dollar bills, he'd shove in there, and that was the Christmas fund, pretty much. And so here comes Christmas. They're spending, and again, toys are so much more nowadays that I see from when I was a kid. And like they would spend over a thousand dollars of money that you know they never really have on hand to, for Christmas gifts for my brother and I and so I remember you know Christmas you know just layers and layers of presents underneath the tree which you know as a kid that is amazing that's awesome they were trying to make a good Christmas for their kids that that part I can appreciate but now as adults you know my parents would tell me oh we made you get great Christmases we spent so much money I'm like yeah that's awesome but I don't remember like almost all of the toys that you bought me. I remember the memories of the things that we would go do. Like we would go to the local park, you know, poor people stuff. But what was fun for me as a kid, like water balloon fights in the backyards, playing in the sprinklers, things like that. So my thing is, I wish, especially when we didn't have money and then that time of year where you had all money saved up and had all the extra money, you could have saved more than half of that. And you could have just gotten us like, five toys to, I mean uh, we're kids we aren't gonna know the difference like oh mountain of toys versus I still got like a three five new toys I mean I I can't say my perspective but if I were to become a, a parent I just I mean everyone's different but for me I couldn't justify doing that many gifts that all like I just I just couldn't because then you have family you have friends that also get your kids gifts so there's gonna be more to it so I, the, so that's one part, but there's two things. I have two really good Christmas memories that stick to me like a sword thumb. There's when I was little, we lived in a house that had a fireplace, a working fireplace, you know, a chimney, all of that. So my dad had, you know, his pair of boots. And what they would do, they would always, you know, light the fire Christmas Eve. I mean, they, the fire was always going up during the winter. Well, you know, between 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, what my dad would do is he would take those boots and he would put them in the ashes in the fireplace. And then he'd walk from the fireplace to the tree, walk a little bit around the tree, go to the cookies, and then walk back to the fireplace and, you know, you know disappears. And when my dad was done with that, they, were, they would hide the boots somewhere where we could never see them. And my dad would do the whole ho 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 thing and then it would wake us up come out we see santa was clearly just there because we see his footprints and that was so exciting and that was very creative and i just love that my parents did that because if i had like because a lot of people don't have chimneys and fireplaces a lot unless you have that kind of money but a lot of people don't have that so there's not much of that opportunity so it was like our my very first home as a kid before we lost it that they were doing that I, it was just really neat 
Um, and then another Christmas memory of mine. This is probably, I want to say, my first Christmas with my husband. We're, we're living in our first apartment. I was working for the Horde, you know, gas station. And the same thing as now. It was a couple weeks before Christmas. Uh, it was just nothing but horrible people. Absolutely killing my mood and just feeling, and then on top of that, I'm living in a new area. I don't really have any friends. I don't have that family. Uh, I have zero Christmas decorations. I don't have a tree. I have nothing. Because, you know, gas station paychecks did not pay for much. <laughs> so uh, I had nothing for Christmas. And again, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. So I remember it was, at, it was literally Christmas Eve that I was coming home from work. And I'm opening up my door, the apartment door, and I see like this little glow yellowish glow and like we lived in an apartment so they had the fluorescent lights the daylight kind of thing so it was weird and there's like a little hallway you'd walk through before you get into the main part of the apartment so as I walked out and I turned there's a Christmas tree in my living room and then there's my husband sleeping on the couch and I remember you know I got a little teary eyed because oh, there's a Christmas tree there um, I went to go you know, give my husband a kiss and say thank you. He's like dead to the world. He's just knocked out. And I'm like trying to be sweet and wake him up. And as I'm shaking him lightly, he's just not waking up. I'm like, all right. And then it got to be, oh my God, fucking wake up. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just, you're, you're ruining the vibe. But, uh, so two things from that is Hazem, my husband had noticed how depressed and sad I was, I guess. And he had reached out to my parents to see what can I do to make her happy. And because Christmas isn't his thing, he's Muslim and he's from another country. Christmas is just not something that he does. And he'll do it if I do it, but if I don't do it, it it's just nothing for him, which it's fine. And so my parents said, oh, just get her a small tree, like get her a tree that she can put on top of the table or the counter, just get her something. And he actually went out and just got me like a Christmas tree. It was the pre-lit ones, and the, he bought a pack of the bulbs, and or the ornaments, I'm sorry. And you know how the ornaments have that little thing on the top where you put a hook in? Yes. So Hazem doesn't know about this because he never has made, like, decorated a Christmas tree before. So that little space where you put a hook on it, he was putting, the, putting that part on the ends of the branches of the tree. Smooth. It was so cute because, of course, he didn't know. So it was really funny. It was funny and cute. It wasn't like a, you know, I'm making fun of you kind of way. I just thought you didn't know what to do and you made the best out of the situation. And so those are like really two Christmases that, like, I think that's like, because I didn't have a really great, fun childhood, but I have that one there. And I have one thanks to my husband. And now, like, Christmases, again, I it's kind of lonely but it's just another day nowadays I get to enjoy my music have the aesthetic of Christmas around my house even my my wallpapers all have some kind of Christmas theme to it they're all animated right now and it's pretty neat but yeah other than that that's about it let's see I hold more to the memories I had you know um you know, decorating a home, uh, buying our kids gifts, watching their faces when open open up their gifts, how happy they were, and how much of a family tradition we made it. 
and now getting older and looking at you know my son who's older now and he's you know putting his attention you know to his relationship and and uh, buying her gifts and stuff like that I can just sit back and I can look at my Christmas tree or look at the lights or you know just do a YouTube fireplace and just relax in my home you know that's my particular Christmas you know as long as you know my family's okay and everybody's happy you know then that's my Christmas gift to me so I just feel that as we get older you know the less I don't know you know the less gift giving we worry about and more or less just a feeling of Christmas and not to you know make this Christmas episode depressing <laughs> it's just that we have our own interpretation of what Christmas is and it's still good I mean yes it's still another day but <clears throat> I still view it as still a special day at least I mean I can send out my well wishes to people on here or social media stuff like that so to me that's you know one of the best Christmas gifts I can give as cliche as it sounds um, now, do you really go all out as far as, you know, wishing Christmas uh, on, on social media or you, just, or you just keep it in-house to strictly, you know, your close-knit friends and family? I just keep it in-house. I mean, years ago, yeah, I would, I would post on Facebook, Merry Christmas, everybody, but that was younger, more vibrant, Ashley. Uh, now it's just to train my husband, close friends, and that's kind of it. I, I don't really do anything special. I get gifts for uh, my husband and my mom and a few and just a few of my close friends and then that's kind of it. I guess that's a big thing of where I don't have a, a big huge family tree. I don't have a whole lot of people so I don't have that stress whereas this past weekend my friend Brandon we went shopping in, in Daytona and because he had he there's literally a list of people he had to buy gifts for. I said, oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm just not in that position. I don't, I don't like to feel obligated. If I want to buy somebody a gift, I'm going to buy them a gift. And, I mean, yeah, I think there's only three people left I owe gifts for, but they're probably just going to be late, and they can accept it. They'll be fine. And, and I got my husband's gift, and I gave it to him early. I actually gave it to him last night because, again, he doesn't, Christmas isn't a big deal for him. And I was like, all right, I'll just give it to him now. I bought him the men's cologne, uh, Dior Sauvage. It smells amazing. It's the, think of it this way, it's the commercial where Johnny Depp is walking with wolves. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting that for my husband. Oh, well, I, mean, I figure you're going to buy him like Manscaped products or something like that. I mean, are you familiar with Manscaped? I am familiar with Manscaped, but no, I, he, he has his own setup. He has everything he wants. I went to, you know, a beauty supply store to get some of my own stuff, and there's some, you know, there was like a little pack of beard stuff, so I grabbed it for him, like, hey, just something different to try for your beard, but other than that, he has all of his own things, and he's very particular about how his facial hair gets done, how his hair gets done, you know, so I, I leave that all to him, but the cologne, for the most part, I kind of see what he, I kind of know is what he likes. And what I like, and there's combos, so the Dior Sauvage was a pretty good combination. I'm like, all right, well, I'm buying this for him, and regardless if he likes it or not, he's going to wear it until it runs out. Of course. Now, my, my son asked me, he goes, uh, what would you like for Christmas? I'm like, nothing. Just <clears throat> clearing my throat on a podcast, wonderful. Um, he asked me, what do I want for Christmas? I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, you know, As long as you're healthy, as long as you know we're in a good place, I'm good. 
once again, not a very materialistic person. I just, you know, I just enjoy the theme of Christmas, I guess. And of course, it's so much easier taking down lights and, you know, the lights and the Christmas tree here because, you know, it's very, it's, it's very minimal here. You know, being, you know, being, being a minimalist, I really don't, really don't invest in, in a whole lot of time and effort hanging up lights and everything for a couple of weeks. Who knows? But actually, I learned um, to do some house cleaning, and it's a, it's a really weird thing. I do this every year. It's, you know, you know, you look through your life, you do, you, you do a mental inventory of your life and you find out who really belongs and who really doesn't belong. And it's no slight against a person. They, never, they didn't do anything wrong. But do you believe that every year or every couple of months you need to really do some house cleaning because you feel that, you know, whether your life is cluttered or your mind is cluttered or hell, even your social media for the kids, you know, do you think that's kind of cluttered? So do you kind of purge you know you know your friends or your associates not really because i pretty much did a very thorough cleansing quite some time ago uh not very active uh, i'm not super active on my facebook it's just kind of there and everyone that's here i don't have a very huge friends list i used to have a really big one it is people that i just happen to know from high, from school and from my very first job and things like that but these are people that's like I have not talked to you in a very long time. We were never really close friends to begin with. I can just re, re, you know, re, delete you. Um, so I don't I do not do the whole social media cleanse because it's not necessary for me because I have who I, I need to have. I, even on my Instagram, people that I follow, if they, I don't really go through, they're like, oh, do I still want to follow you? It's If you show up on my uh, feed, the timeline, however you want to call it, it's someone that I'm like, I'm not really vibing with your posts anymore. Like I might unfollow, but again, uh, I don't. I don't do that stuff because I just feel like I'm. None of that. My social things are cluttered in a sense because I kind of keep them in a small box anyway. I don't get out of control. I understand what I want, what I need, what I can and cannot deal with, and I have my boundaries. Uh, but you know, physically cleaning, of course, I do that every weekend. My husband and I we just deep clean our house. Um, there'll be occasionally where I just want to rearrange something. Uh, I mean, I probably rearranged my desk alone probably at least three times a month just because I just feel agitated. <laughs> um, no, and I mean, the the social media thing is one thing, but I just I mean, just maybe once a year, I just kind of go through just my mental list, not necessarily social media, but it's my mental list, you know, of people that I surround myself with. My circle is really, really small. And... Occasionally, you have a certain energy level for people, like we've talked about it before. You have a certain energy level for people that you interact with, you know, sporadically. And, you know, as the year gets closer to ending, I'm like, you know, some people I don't really associate with more, you know, anymore. And certain people I do. And I just really don't want to associate with them anymore. You know, as we get older, you tend to appreciate your own company. You know, you tend to love being by yourself more and more and more. Now, obviously, that really won't apply to you because, you know, you're happily married, you know, and you and your husband can sit down, you know, on the couch together and not really say a word and still enjoy each other's company. You really don't need anybody else. And so I kind of adopted that ideal um, many, many years ago. I just love being by myself. You know, and now I look at certain, you know, people, situations, and I'm like, I really don't need that anymore. 
and I just learned to do that just every year. I guess it's really a bizarre thing. I guess, I guess once again, it's only just me. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to even for the social thing, that social media, but like my, the friend group, I've been keeping that small for years. Uh, it started when I moved to Titusville, and as I said earlier, I didn't have any friends, anybody there with me. Do you, are you being static? No, no, I'm hearing it perfectly fine. Okay. Oh, I, I guess something weird was happening on, on my end. But anyway, just like what I was saying, when my first apartment, I didn't have any friends because I moved to someplace new. I pretty much learned early on that when I used to live in Orlando, uh, the south part of Orlando, I had just more and more friends, acquaintances, party people. And then the moment that I moved 45 minutes away, no one would ever come out and come see me. I would have to be willing to go to see them. And eventually my husband kind of brought the point to me. He's like, just don't drive out of there for a few months. See if people invite you or they want to come see you. You're see how it goes and in those few months nothing happens and I kind of realized okay wow that's very depressing so a lot of people I cut loose even back then and then living in Titusville for eight years I did not have a friend for probably the first four years of me living there that wasn't like being at work but outside of work I did not hang out with anybody I had no friends in that area nothing like I had no friends that lived within a 45 minute distance of me mm. for over four years yeah and so I and my first friend uh, was Veronica and who I just couldn't stand when I used to work with her so they became Veronica um, a couple of friends I met through working at another bank and then you know you and I doing the podcast us becoming friends and so kind of, and then, of course, I have my nice little group, of like, handful of friends, and then I moved again a year ago. But this time around, I still have a good little bundle of friends. Pretty much, when you're here for my birthday, everyone that you saw in my house is pretty much friends. Like, these are, this is, like, my little group. But as in my main social group, it's just slightly smaller. Um, you know, uh, Veronica, Brandon... Lacey, you, uh, Jeffrey, I mean, um, you guys are like the five people I talk to the most. But again, just the small under 10 people that you saw in my house is like, okay, these are the people I associate with. These are people I consider my friends. There's nothing really wrong with that. And I did have a little train of thought, but I'm going to break into continuity just for a second. And we're going to get back to this. I just had to say that the last show we did was so out there was so raunchy was so crass it got of it got a plethora of responses both positive and negative so (laughs) yeah yes 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 but we're gonna get back to the christmas thing in a bit but it just fresh on my mind and i had to say it i wasn't saying it at the beginning of the show but it skipped my mind yeah the past show we did last week um, was one of the rare episodes that we just let it all hang out. Um, literally and figuratively, just let it all hang out. And we said a whole lot of things that caused a whole lot of controversy. And we make no apologies for it. The Out of Context oh, no. podcast, we are what we are. <laughs> and this is why this is a name. Anything we say can be taken out of context. And I loved it. Um, we got a couple of uh, negative reviews about the show, a couple of negative emails about the show. 
and I laughed about it because I was going to, and you might have smited me for it, I was going to issue an apology. And then I thought better of it because this is, this is who we are. And as entertaining as we are, we will be gross. We will be crass. We will say coarse language here and there. So just buckle up, folks. This is who we are. And of course, if, you're, if, you know, if it's not your cup of tea, what do you say to them, Ashley? listening uh why are you why are you listening uh the show is called out of context we've had pl- plenty of episodes where things get a little out of control and last week's episode is like probably my favorite type of episode to have so there will be more of those but i'm trying to think okay obviously you said there's things that's crass. you know the whole king through thing um just ra- random stuff but come on we do the pick the porn game every episode i mean come on now <laughs> uh, but my thing is I'm trying to really think about what could have been so horrible in that episode because we were talking about like weird things that happened and then I was t- then the subject came the really big one about how an adult toy was found on the floor and it went from my guess to you can't like you're all like I'm sorry that's what you're first thought of to our theories but mostly went to hey I'm not gonna judge somebody this is what's going to if someone's into because these are real things this is a legit a real thing that happened it wasn't my imagination that I, I just imagined something was on the floor I mean I came up with my own theories but you know you opened the door and you know we walked through it and but again it was more of like just coming up with like hey someone wants to do that they can if they want to buy a new one they're not going to want to go to the bathroom and wash it off we were talking about I just I guess it's just me but I just wasn't thinking how things were overly crass besides the end. But even the end, that was more scientific. <laughs> yes. And for those of you who are just now joining Anti Out of Context podcast on the Walker AC Experience on Podbean, it's episode 11. Episode 11 where everything fell off the rails. Now, we didn't just tiptoe to the door. We kicked it down and we smashed it. But that was just my take on it. So before we go back to our Christmas talks and our friends talk, do you have anything else to say? Christmas and friends talk is just over at this point. Come on now. We're, we're, oh no, we're walking through this at this point. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but now I want to know, give me like a little uh, snippet of what some of these complaints were. Well, I got an email from an avid listener and in a nutshell, you know, they did a uh, compliment sandwich a la Family Guy where uh, that person complimented the show and our hard work and, you know, and how they like us and everything. And then they, in the middle of the sandwich, they added in the fact that, you know, they were very surprised and very shocked at the subject matter and how crass and how, uh, and how uh, brazen it was. Now, of course, I mean, he, he, now it's, you know, now you know, see, he, he wasn't insulting of the product. He was just more or less surprised by it. And then he followed it up with great job, stuff like that. And almost felt the need to once again to respond back and apologize, you know, for the for the content. And I'm like, wait a second, no, 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 no. You know, they like the show, and I give them all the kudos in the world for still choosing to listen. You know, but once again, most podcasts are kind of out there. You know, some some more tame than others, some more crude than others. I think we kind of barge down the door when it comes to the crude part, but uh, I just had to bring it to your attention. And once again, it's episode 11. Just give it a shot, people. So my thing is, I'm glad you didn't apologize because there's nothing for us to apologize for. And our, I guess the only apology would be, I'm sorry we didn't make it clear enough about what our show is. Uh, and I don't say that in 
an absolute so this person is an avid listener i i would like to think they're listening to this now and this is not meant to be insulting this is it's just the show's called out of context we've had very weird random conversations and little pieces in our other episodes and again we have a game every episode's called pick the porn so how last episode went I don't want to say it's super far out of the box for us. We've had episodes like that in the past for The Rival Ashley, and uh, again, we may not have a whole entire episode based off of what was last week, but we've had snippets and close and things very close of, and how last week's episode went is my kind of episode, honestly. It's just us having fun. We're not, like, for, this, for instance, we're talking about Christmas, talking about friends. It's, for me, it's kind of moving slow-paced, uh, it's you know kind of I don't know I don't feel the earth and how our the podcast has been going this first part of this episode it just seems oh yeah we're just talking we are the 3am radio host and we are just talking to you as you are driving down the highway at night I like <laughs> having the excitement I like this just shooting off random things to each other to where you and I are like, almost yelling at each other it, it was fun it was, it was us and that's Again, the show is called Out of Context. We're going to talk about very inappropriate things. We're going to talk about things that people will find controversy, crass, very inappropriate. But that's that's definitely who I am. Uh, Adrian, you may be like, you're a little slightly more vanilla, but you you pair. You pair with me on this stuff. And it's you're on the other side of the fence on these some of these conversations. But you don't shame me. If anything, it intrigues you and you ask me these questions and then I have my own point of view. And that's just what we do. That's how you and I have always been with our episodes. And again, the feedback, he didn't downright like insult and wasn't an asshole about it, which I appreciate. Uh, I'm assuming that's, you know, he wasn't that way. So I do appreciate that, but I do want this listener to be aware of that. There will probably be episodes like this again um, I don't, I'm not the type that wants to put on trigger warnings. I don't do that stuff. But that's what this podcast is for. It's out of context. We're going to talk about everything and every and anything. Whether it's inappropriate to old-time radio. It's, that's just who we are. Yes, and I wholeheartedly agree. And I don't, and of course, color me old. But I don't believe in the buzzwords like trigger warning and shaming and uh, woke and stuff. I don't believe in none of that stuff. Because... I say what I feel, and you say what you feel, and, and we just go from there. And it's, and it's comedy, and it's really fun, and I really don't mind. Now, what I was going to say before we got caught off on a, <laughs> I got off on a tangent is a good way to tell who your real friends are, or not even friends, just associates. I learned a little trick, is just for two weeks, stop texting people for two weeks and see what happens and see who reaches out to you and see who checks on you. You know, that's just an interesting test to really see who your real friends are. And some may say it's manipulative or, or, or uh, what's, that, what's the phrase the kids use? Gaslighting or whatever it is. But uh, no, no, really try that. If you find yourself you know, reaching out to your friends a lot or to associates a lot and you find yourself texting or reaching out more than you should, stop doing it for two weeks and, and really see what happens. So, you know, that's the challenge to anybody out there, not necessarily you. 
It's just, you know, if you feel if you feel that you're doing more than necessary and your energy levels are getting really, really low, trying to be the friend, trying to be the confidant or the associate, stop texting for two weeks, you know, and you really, you know, see who those who really care about you and value you as, as, as a human being. I feel like I would, I would feel that test very much because I'm horrible at communicating. I've actually gotten better because I'm very more, I'm much more consistent with out of context, but... I mean, Jeffrey, who was a past guest on the last show, which we need to bring him on to the show. We've been best friends for so long, and he'll tell you, it takes three to five business days for me to respond to him. I, because my mind works in a different way, and I stay constantly busy and thinking. At the last, when I finally have time to relax, my last thing is, I need to message A, B, and C. Um, but that's just how I am. For me, it's, I, I just kind of don't think about, I know who I talk to. I know who's there for me. I know that I, it's, I, I guess it's not insulting the way that's how you personally feel. For me, it's, for my mentality, at least I'm aware of who I can talk to. I don't have, I can go a few weeks without talking to somebody. It's just, if I know if I start messaging you, you're there, we're gonna talk to each other, things such as that. Uh, so I don't, for that kind of test, it doesn't really pair well for me, just because of the type of communicator that I am. And I have a lot of my own stuff to worry about to where I don't want to say, oh, I haven't texted somebody in so long. Let me message them. No, I'm, I, I'm an adult. I don't, I don't want to do that. It's We'll talk when we have time. I'm busy. Now I understand if you're constantly messaging me and then I'm ignoring you or I'm not replying whatsoever or acknowledging you, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's an issue. That, like, hey, I'm trying to reach out to you. I'm trying to talk to you. You've been leaving me on red. Uh, you haven't even acknowledged nothing that that's an issue in itself so um so i'm going to agree to disagree with that if that's what works for you that works for you and other people too but for me it's you know everyone has their own little cubby in my life that's part of my life and you know sometimes you'll pop out and that's great sometimes i pull you out that's great and you know take that however you want to take it of course, and once again, yeah, you're right. We can agree. We can agree to disagree. Um, I used to be the person. This is years ago. I used to be the person years ago that would just constantly reach out to people, you know, looking for the conversation, the validation, the affection, stuff like that. And then just recently, I want to say about maybe a year ago, you know, maybe two, um, I just stopped all in general. I just stopped. Yeah, you know, not because I was angry or not because I wanted revenge or anything. But I just stopped. You know, and I just focused more and more on me than anything else and trying to be that person that just messages you or reaches out or chases you down for conversation. I just stopped, you know, because it wasn't really right for the mental health anymore. And once again, it may not apply to you. It's just it's a challenge for people or people out there, you know, who are constantly just, you know, being the first person you know, to reach out. And, of course, once again, it's not just to be a dick or anything of the sort. It's just, you know, just a personal challenge. And you're right. We can agree to disagree on that. So my question to you is, as this train keeps chugging along, what – and, see, I don't want to ask the really cliche question. I mean, what, what does Christmas mean to you? But at this point in your life, how do you view Christmas? I know you said your husband respectfully just sees it as just another day. But for you, you know, do you see it as – you know, something just to really relish in, or you just say, eh, it's Sunday. You know, what do you think? I think Christmas, it's mostly for my imagination. 
it's you know as a kid there's santa there's um christmas miracles there's like the magic of it and of course in school you had christmas art projects and parties which they don't do anymore and i'm not even gonna start there because those are my own opinions but i guess it's i again i love the aesthetic i like the colors i love the lights i love the music and but it's also very sad for me because Christmas time is the time of the year to be with your family. Everyone gets together, regardless if you hate each other or not. But, you know, there's always going to be that little moment that everyone just is having, like, is just enjoying being together. And I don't have that. I've never had that feeling for a family. So it's the part where I wish I had that to, I guess, it, again, it's me just imagining that I'm happy, that everything's going well. It, it's really hard to, to describe. It's just, it's a very depressing time for me, but it's also a peaceful time. I, I just couldn't explain it. I'm really trying to find the words in my head. So it's not the whole, what's the meaning of Christmas for me. It's, it's the best time for me to daydream. There's certain songs, you know, Winter Wonderlands, uh, I think it's the Frank Sinatra or Bing Crosby version and I can always imagine myself just like dancing to it with somebody my husband is not a dancer so it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird but I guess it's just the best time of the year for me to just pretend but at the same time it's I sit at home and don't do anything okay and the final topic before we end this depressing Christmas thing no I'm kidding um, do you believe in New Year's resolutions. I don't, but I'll have you go first and I'll respond to that. Yes and no. I feel like New Year's resolutions are very much overplayed. Uh, people put on really set goals. Uh, you know, that's just kind of, I'll go, oh, come January 1st, I am no longer going to drink. I am going to lose 300 pounds before the end of the year. I, so I like that people want to set goals for themselves. But I don't want, it, you shouldn't set it so strict, because when you put it so strict, it's easier to fail. And then once you see yourself failing, you don't want to get back up and try. I like the whole New Year's resolution is, I'm going to drink more water this year. Um, I'm not, I'm going to try to be healthier this year. I'm going to try to save more money this year. Don't exactly put a whole label with detailed information of what it is you're doing and what's going to have to be done. It just adds on pressure and when you're an adult we have enough pressure and stress we don't need this so again I, I feel like you put a label on a new year's resolution it's more likely to fail but if you say i want to try this i want to work at doing this i want to just try to save money i'm going to be healthier i'm going to drink more water i mean for me personally those are my new year's resolutions uh, because at work we're all together in a meeting let's make new year's resolutions and those were some of mine is I'm going to drink more water and I'm going to start eating healthier and being healthier. I've gone to, the, I've been on and off with the gym all this year, but I've at least been eating a lot healthier than what I used to. I don't really eat fast food. Once on Blue Moon, I'll splurge on Taco Bell, but I don't go to burger places. I don't go to any other kind of fast food, hardly. So for me, it's like, okay, these are successes. Have I dropped? Am I skinny? <laughs> no. Um, am I pure example of healthy eating no but it's the fact is that i've tried 
and that's all that counts. You're just setting your own personal goal, but don't put so much pressure on yourself. It, you know, you're gonna fail, you can get back up. If you're not, you don't need to prove yourself to anybody, it's just to yourself. And I agree 100%. My New Year's resolutions is very simple, you know, to continue to be healthy, you know, to continue to try new things as far as, you know, getting getting more into shape and just continuing on the uh, the path that I'm on right now, you know, you know, the path of just to keep my peace. That's just a major thing because I want to keep my peace, um, you know, you know work, on, work on myself mentally and physically more, you know, and just hopefully just be a better father year after year after year. Um, my goals are very simple, just like yours, not too lofty. Um, you know, I don't want to save a shiitake ton of money. I don't want to splurge on anything expensive. I just like keeping things simple. You keep things simple, there's, there's very little room for disappointment. You know, there's very little room for failure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I guess I should take more risks, but no, I keep it simple, challenge myself here and there, but I just love a very peaceful life. So that definitely works for me for, for my new years. And final question for you before we, you know, slip into the dick and fart jokes. Are we going to do a, 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 a new year's, uh, an after Christmas show? Uh, yeah. That can, kind of a year end show, uh, next week, or are we going to do a best of? So I think we can do a combination of both. I mean, we, you and I go off track all the time anyway. You'll try to keep things on track, but, you know, with my attention span, it's really difficult. So I think we can make a combination of both, really. It's just the best of um, wrap-up, uh, what maybe we'll try to do for the next year. Uh, you know, just, we'll, it, it's going to be it is what it is. It's going to be an all-the-context episode. Who knows? We might ha- we might go over resolutions, and my, my resolution will be we're going to be more crass. <laughs> Yes, we definitely need to push the envelope more because I think we need to piss off some people more, you know, and try to, you know, and try to get away from the woke culture and triggers and stuff like that. I think we should you know, definitely go back to, you know, to all the nastiness, you know, which made us. So, I mean, it'd be wonderful. So next, tu- next uh, Tuesday, the 27th, that's going to be our year-end show because obviously, you know, we're not going to subject ourselves to doing a, you know, a New Year's Eve show because, no, I don't think uh, you'll be sober, number one. And number two, i really not too sure if I'm going to leave my house on New Year's Eve. But once again, it's all debatable, you know, like it's all rumors, speculations, and, you know, and a conjecture. So we'll, we'll definitely see. Well, I put it out there, um, you know, if you want to come over for New Year's Eve, I have, I mean, you've been in my house. I have nothing but space to crash. Uh, I have two couches. I have the guest room. I have an air mattress. I have a game room with another couch that reclines into a bed. So... You're more than welcome to crash if you're because I understand you either because you're not a drinker, but there's other people that are drinking and driving irresponsibly, so I can understand that. But again, if you want to be at home, that's your comfort. You can choose to do that. Of course, I'm not going to be sober that night, but we're all going to come here, play games, get silly, goofy. It's not going to be as many people as my birthday. It the only people that's been you know. That are going to be here for certain is Brandon Veronica and Jeff Reza, maybe. Um, and then I also invited you and Sarah, but other than that, there's nobody else that's coming over. Well, we, we shall see how things go. For me, for me the past couple of uh, New Year's Eve, I just mainly you know stay out of the public, and not because I'm fearful or anything. I just 
don't want to be in traffic. I don't want to be around people. I just like, you know, relaxing in my own castle and just reflecting, you know, over the past year, you know, changes, you know, your basic coulda, woulda, shoulda kind of things like that. So as we wind down this particular section, where can people find you if they want to, you know, get mad at you and yell at you for being so crass and vulgar? Majestic Nerd Lady on the Instagrams. That's where you're going to find me. Everywhere else is either private or I do not use it or it is not me. Feel free to reach out to me. Talk to me. Um, you have complaints about the show. I'll most likely ignore it. I mean, but, I'm, but unless it's constructive criticism, it's an actual conversation, I'm more than happy to dabble back and forth um, respectfully. But if you come out of the blue being a Karen and saying you're horrible you're a horrible human being I'm really just gonna just block and delete it again I'm always down for educational uh, mature conversations but you start acting like a child I'm, I'm not gonna take you seriously no of course not and I have to admit you know this episode has been very subdued you know very calming very just very relaxed you know very just un out of context so we're going to have to spice it up a little bit. So I think it's time once again to play America's favorite game that has been featured on CNN, been featured in presidential debates, and has been featured in all high school seminars. It's our favorite game called Pick the Porn. Now, are you ready to play this week? Are you confident in your, uh, in, in your abilities to win this time? No, because I feel like the game is rigged. And you know how this is going to go. I'm gonna, you're going to say that I am, you are incorrect. And I'm going to say bullshit. And I'm going to get on Google. And I'm going to look for the title. And it's going to lead me down a rabbit hole. Just like I did last week with the whole kangaroo thing. And who knows what's going to turn up this week. So are you prepared for those consequences? Well, like I said before, it's been a very calming kind of show. But a very Christmassy, very uplifting kind of show. So, I mean, if you do... You know, bring in some hazardous material. I think we're ready for it. So we're going to do four rounds. A special Christmas-themed pick-up porn because I'm very festive. So we are ready for round one. <sighs> Title number one. Barely legal bitch that stole Christmas. Number two. Frosty the Snowho. Number three. A Christmas boning. Which one is the fake porn? I wanted to say the first one. Barely legal bitch that stole Christmas? Is that your final answer? Yes. You are incorrect. That is oh, a real Christmas porn. Happy holidays, folks. Number two. Tits the season. Little Christmas tale. Miracle on 69th Street. Which one is the fake porn? I want to say the second. Little Christmas Tale? Mm-hmm. You are incorrect. It is a real porn. Tits the Season was a fake one. Of course. <laughs> She's so festive this time of year. Round three. Santa, Spank Shop. Naughty or nice, she is getting it twice. Santa is coming all over town. Which one is a fake porn? The first one. Santa's Spank Shop. Is that your final answer? 
I, I'm saying yes, but with my luck, it's going to be wrong. It's probably going to be some kind of orgy porn, but go for it. <laughs> you are correct. Santa Spank Shop is the fake porn. Good job. Yeah, well, now I'm actually upset that they that's not a real one because that would be like some kind of orgy one. They could be like Santa's there and everyone else is dressed up as elves. Let's see, it's something you can definitely write in your spare time, so it's no problem. And for the bonus round, for all the Marbles folks, and once again, you can find us under walkerac76.podbean.com. That's walkerac76.podbean.com. Find us on the 21 free apps. Download the show. Look for the Walker AC experience. Subscribe, like, comment, Get those algorithms up because if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to with myself and Ashley Majestic, the Walker AC Experience, type that in and you will find us. Final round. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas on my face. Ghost of Christmas ass. Jingle balls cock. Which one is the fake porn? Let's go with number three. Jingle balls cock. Is that your final answer? You're so sure of yourself. I love that modesty. I'm just not anymore because, again, I stand by. This game is rigged. You are correct. Jingle Balls Cock is the fake porn. Yeah, I I always believed in myself. See, (laughs) 50%, that's not bad. I mean, you're getting better and better at it. I mean, hell, you were great at your birthday bash doing this game. Uh, The power of alcohol. I'm actually sober right now, so that's probably what's also... um, because most of the time I am sober. I don't really drink during the work week. Unless I, even then, even if I have bad days, I just don't really like to drink during the work week. It's more of a weekend thing, so that probably explains it too. Of course. I mean, but you are lively enough for this show. You know, I mean, this is a very relaxing episode. Next week, we're definitely going to offend more, as always. Like, you know, I mean, like we do. I mean, you know, like, you know whether it be you talking about kangaroo testicles or picking porn or dildo fetishes. You know, I mean, either or, you know, we are going to strike a nerve in somebody. So, you know, like, this is what makes us special. And this is, this is why we do what we do here. Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's the exact reason of why we're here. Woohoo! Hi, Google, Adrian. Wow. You're not on Google looking up stuff, are you? Mm-hmm. Yep. No. You're on Google looking up stuff. Just... No, I'm not. <laughs> So what are you finding so far before we sign off to all the lovely people out there that have taken their time to download the show and listen to us and be faithful to us? What can you say to them? Um, have a holly jolly Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, if you are a big Christmas person and you have all that friends and family, hope you enjoy it. And if you're like me, you know, just vibe. It is what it is. Play some games. Do what makes you comfortable. If you're a Scrooge and you're just a horrible person during Christmas, then fuck your, go fuck yourself. Um, but yeah, and I also wanted to let you know, Adrian, that this entire episode, you'll be proud of me. I actually have not been on Google searching things today. Are you okay? Is there something we need to talk about? To be honest, um, we haven't really talked about anything that piqued my curiosity to go look on Google. It's just been pretty vanilla themes this episode so nothing really popped out of the way to like oh let me google this oh i want to find out about that just nothing really clicked so you know 
Google is not up. I mean, I, this, epi- this episode was more of a festive, you know, more much for a holiday show. You know, not not really talking about, you know, we're really weird sex acts or, you know, multiple genitalia or anything of this sort. I mean, we have to have at least one family-themed podcast. So normally I'm waiting for something of a, you know, of a silly dad joke to, you know, like to send us off into a happy slumberland here in the experience. Ah, okay. Well, I have one for you. Why can't a nose be 12 inches long? Why? Because then it'd be a foot. No, uh, uh-uh, we can't end on that. No, we cannot end on that. No, 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 yes, no, no. Yes. I need one more. I know. No. no, I gotta have one more. It's the holiday season, and we, this is our way of saying Merry Christmas to everyone. So we have to have at least one more that hits. So come on, dig into your bag of tricks, you know, your Santa's little helper bag, and gotta pull out one more. Um. Okay. What did Dennis call the X-rays? What? Toothpicks. Okay. Fine. I guess we can close on that one. Wow. Merry Christmas, everyone, and uh, good lord, we'll talk to you next week. Good night.